0: Blog Talk Radio
1: One day I will connect all the stars That have straight between us All of the trends of this world
2: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Carrie Edelman Radio Show. The song you just heard was off of Dale Pantalone's new album, which is under the title of Liquid Eclipse Is his band. And that is currently titled Adrift. That's his album currently out on iTunes. Please check it out. I'm honored to be featured as an artist on several of the tracks of his album. And just to give a plug before we start the show to zero, it's now called it used to be formerly called Lollipop Recording Studios, it's now called Zero by One Studios, Zero and then the letter X, one. And uh, it is run by Jay Ruck and uh, his partner Johnny Croce where uh, Dale recorded most of the album and it was mixed there. So definitely check out Liquid Eclipse's album currently available on iTunes. So, thank you so much for joining tonight, everyone. We have an amazing renowned guest coming on the show tonight, and I'm honored to have him on the show. His name is David J. Spangenberg, and he's also known as Professor Pooch. So we are going to bring him on in a moment. I will do some uh, introductions about who he is and services he has to offer. but before I bring him on, I just want to thank everyone for the support that they've been giving me. The show was launched on um, the beginning of April and We've had thousands of listens to the live show and the podcast. Um, I'm going on at least my 34th segment tonight, and it's, it's just been a great run, and everyone's been an awesome guest that I've had, and just I just, again, want to thank everyone for their support. It's It's been a really cool thing, and I'm glad to be able to support everyone out there. So the concept of my show was as a clinical psychologist as well as someone who has been involved in the entertainment industry for a handful of years now, Um, as a musician as well as a writer and currently now doing the radio show, the concept was to really produce a show where I could bring people on to support and promote them because we all know how difficult the entertainment industry can be, especially when you're out there uh, doing the grunt work on your own and trying to manage everything by yourself. So that was really the concept was to get my guests on this show and deliver the names of who they are to the masses so the world can find out everything about them. And also, I really enjoy just doing interviews with a clinical psychologist. So i just like to people to please keep in mind that even though I'm a clinical psychologist, this show is not meant by any means to be providing therapy or uh, formal types of uh, treatment, although sometimes we do talk about psychological terms and concepts. That's totally cool and fine. Um, we just want to keep those very broad-based and not make them applicable to any specific person's. Also, I do want people to feel open and uh, honest to talk about whatever they'd like. But if you're going to talk about specific persons or organizations, especially if it's something maybe embarrassing or humiliating, uh, please keep the names of uh, those people and organizations anonymous. So at the end of my show, I'll give some more information. If you are currently tuning in, please create a blog talk radio account. By going to blogtalkradio.com. You can also join us in the chat room. And oh, cool, we have someone in there right now. Uh Welcome, Nick. It's actually Nick Rapidfire, he is from uh the Musicians Rot. Rock... I'm sorry, I'm losing it. It's been a long day. The Musicians Rock Network, and check them out. He's a huge supporter of local musicians, and he's got an amazing site that you can uh, go to on Facebook. So definitely check out the Musicians Rock Network. And Nick, feel free to call in. The number is 805 243 1320. I will be focused primarily on the interview. I will be going back and forth uh, in the chat room to see if people have any questions that they would like for me to ask the Professor Pooch, but you can also feel free to call in during the show. So uh, I've been a little long-winded, but let's get to the interview now. Um, let me give you some information about who Professor Pooch, again, David J. Spangenberg is. Um, better known as the Professor Pooch by his friends, students, clients, and thousands of others in the music industry David J. Spangenberg has been a music and music business consultant, advisor, educator, mediator, and contract specialist for almost 30 years. He has guided the careers of many past, present, and future singers, songwriters, musicians, and producers. On the creative side, as well as he is a consultant to many managers, music publishers, production companies, indie record labels, as well as attorneys. Um, and we will talk a lot about all of his business aspects tonight and what he has to offer in terms of services. He also has created um, a music business radio show, which is called The Poochcast, and we are going to check one of those out tonight. I have it uploaded to the station. He has um, over 100 blogs and poochcasts and has appeared in and on many radio shows, videos, print interviews. He's a lecturer, and he's also currently becoming more and more involved with educational-related Sorry, related music, business, audio and videos and multimedia projects, including Gigster and the Pooch. And he's going to talk about those also tonight. So why don't we bring him on the air now so we can start the interview?
3: Hello there.
2: Okay. Hello there, Professor Pooch. Or would you like me to call I'm you? I'm
3: insane, <laughs> Doc. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> How well it's a you? prerequisite. I'm fine, it's a prerequisite of the music industry. You gotta be neurotic, a little nuts, you know. Except my I, wait, my answer wait. to that is very simple. You ever notice that if somebody says you're crazy, it means you don't have money. If you're rich, they call you eccentric. So that gives okay. you a good reason to do well in the industry so you can become rich and then you won't be known as crazy anymore. You'll just be eccentric. Okay.
2: That's I guess that's uh Uh, a give-and-take term, right? (laughs) Centric or neurotic. Yeah, whatever. You know, it's those terms. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much for having
3: me. Yeah, thank you very much.
2: It's a pleasure having you on, and I think, yeah, it's going to be a really great interview. We're going to talk about a lot of interesting things. Um, We've been promoting the heck out of this. And again, please, after the interview, if for some reason some people couldn't tune in because of the time, it will be available as a podcast, and people can listen to it at their convenience. So we will continue to promote this. So I don't even know where to begin with you, David. You're a fascinating person. You are just so educated, and you have so much to offer the musicians out there.
3: Well, actually, actually, education-wise, it was School of Hard Knocks. Uh, there were no music well, thieves in I am <laughs> sorry, ahead. say I'm that again. Sorry. Oh, let's, yeah,
2: hey, let's start no... out with your. Co- where you you went to school. Didn't you go to a yeah, music I, school, I, I,
3: well, Yeah, I went to Grannis Conservatory Music that doesn't exist anymore because the guy died and nothing happened with it. Oh, uh, people well, Okay. Like, Like Coltrane and people like that, a lot of jazz musicians. I I just was there wanting to learn what I could, you know, about the music. About music, there was no music business schools in those days, and forget about legal. Come on, you know. I mean, I learned the hard way. Right.
2: Okay. So let's talk about, before we get to your business expertise. Let's talk about your experience in the music industry and how you were involved really as as a musician for many years before you crossed over into the business side and give people some background information.
3: Okay. I started out professionally when I was around 16, which is really a funny thing and to show you the changes in technology, I earned a living at 16 in the music industry by writing lead sheets because what happened in the old days, I mean, there wasn't even cassettes then. We're talking about the towards the later 60s, and cassettes weren't even big okay. then. And the copyright bureau would only take lead sheets. So I earned a living at 16 writing lead sheets. But just,
2: uh, um, no, just, to
3: dig- I'm
2: sorry, just to digress, educate us on what a lead sheet is.
3: A lead sheet is. Uh, what you would do is you would hand in the lead singing notes and the words, which is what really a song is. A lot of people miss, have a misconception on what a song is, believe it or not. Okay. Uh, but it's lead lead melody and words, and I would put the chords in too, even though that's more arrangement. But I, I always did that, you know, for the people. Okay. And it shows, you know, it's the song. I mean, people get lead sheet books and stuff, and you know. You know, the core folios and, you know, the music books, you know, there a lot of cover bands used to learn the songs, et cetera, like that. But I would, you know, okay. when people wrote original songs, I would write it up and uh, they could send it in and get their copyright.
2: Neat. Okay.
3: And uh, so going on, how I got into what I do now. Um, I was a recording artist. I was produced by a guy named Jimmy Einer. I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember, but there was three. he produced like Three Dog Night and The Raspberries. This goes way back, folks. We're talking late 60s. Okay. And at the same point in time that I was a singer-songwriter back then, I was basically rock and roll, uh, at the same point in time, I wrote a song with somebody else that ended up on a major label, which will remain unnamed at this
2: Okay. Hello? <laughs>
3: Oh, uh, okay. you came in. I guess, yeah, and in, and so what happened was the song went on, uh, went out on a label, and I noticed my name wasn't on it. So I figured, well, am I going to continue getting screwed, or am I going to learn the industry? So while I was right. continuing to be a, a recording artist for the next uh, thirteen years or so. Uh, I decided to learn all I could. I was up in New York in the Brill Building and other places like that. And I worked, you know, sitting around management companies and publishing companies and record labels. Mm -hmm. And I learned the industry the hard way because that's how you learned in those days. And to make a very long story very short, the reason I got into (laughs) what I do now is that starting in the late 70s and stuff, people started coming to me to help them. And you know, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed, you know, all that kinds of stuff? And I found that I really enjoyed helping others. You know, helping their careers—it always made me feel good. And I work with a lot of different people. And uh, all of a sudden, it was full time. I don't know what happened, (laughs) except that I mean, I went to another recording thing and stuff like that. I mean, I'm not going to go into the whole details. It's it's not important. Okay. I'm concerned with helping your. You know, I don't want to do a brag book. You know what I mean? I I see too many well, of them no, combined, nowadays. Anyhow, I want yeah, to talk yeah. about. You, you know,
2: to, I want God, David. I want you to feel you know free to combine your experience and and a lot of the you know great things that have happened to you throughout your career. I mean that's what this is about. It's about promoting you as well as you again educating everyone about the services and the things that you have to offer so that you can hopefully prevent them, as you said, from making other mistakes oh. and, well, you know, learning the I'll hard
3: you, way. <laughs> I'll give you a good example. This is the truth. In the last five days, I've gotten three artists that have come to me okay. who said, "Pooch, get me out of this contract. Oh,
1: my Okay? Gosh. <laughs>
3: And what I tried to do, see, I worked way behind the scenes for a lot of years. But in 2004, my daughter was saying, you know, Dad, you know, why don't you see some of these local groups? I have the backwards problem of most people. My background's national. I had to learn local. You
1: know what I mean? It
3: was like backwards. (laughs) And uh, so I had to learn local, and I – found that I really enjoyed a lot more of the independent music that I hear out there than what I was hearing on the radio, and this was in two thousand and four and we know okay. what's happened to the industry in the last couple of years let alone two thousand and four and then right. you know I thought of it about it, and I said, boy, I'm you know I'm so tired of getting people out of messes. why don't I prevent them from getting into messes in the first place? You know <laughs> right. it would be nice so exactly. in, uh, the to put it real simple, you know I've been in the industry forty years plus. Uh, I've been doing. The, I've been guiding careers for thirty. I've been teaching for twenty, and I've been on the web for ten. So, <laughs> give or take a few days here and there. Uh, right. I did teach at the Art Institute of Philadelphia from two thousand and no, I'm sorry, from nineteen ninety one, I think,
2: okay.
1: to two
3: thousand and four. I I developed their. Uh, Entertainment law course and taught that the same wow. with the management courses and the publishing courses. They came to me and asked me to speak one time at their open house, and then they grabbed me and I said, "Well, I'll try." You know, if I like it, and I loved it. And, and how it really, was, uh, David?
2: How did you? How did you get the opportunity to? You know, I'm always curious about the background and how people fall into things. How did you get the opportunity to, to work at the Art Institute of Philadelphia? Did you contact them and say, "Look, I'd like no, to"? No, they
3: contacted me. They heard wow. about me. I was on some radio show or something way back. I, I think it was WWDB or something. Remember that? I don't know. We're talking <laughs> okay. call letters have changed every few months now, but uh, it was yeah, it was, it was the talk station back then. It was an FM station, ninety six five, I think. I don't remember. Um, so uh, what happened was they heard about me and they told me to. They wanted me to come in and talk to their incoming. Freshman about the music right. industry and it might have been an open house. I don't remember it We're talking 20 some odd years ago, and they asked me to come in and I talked and then the head of the uh, Music business department. I think it was called music and video business at the time They changed that title a couple of times they asked me to come in and, and asked me what I like to develop and teach some courses there and I said Mm-hmm. Well, like, for example, you know,
1: and, uh,
3: <laughs> you know, and, uh, uh, you know, entertainment law, I love, and uh, believe it or not, it sounds like a dry subject, but I make it fun. We have a ball. We negotiate contracts, something back, and that's how I teach both the contract part and the music business part of how it wow. works together. It's actually a lot so, of fun. Go ahead. I'm sorry. How
2: did you – yeah, no, no, while we're talking about this stuff with music contracts and, and talking about your education – um, educating other people. I mean, how did you teach yourself everything you know? I mean, I, I you know, it, it seems I, like I, it's never not. ending with that stuff.
3: It's hard. Wow. Not. it It is never ending. I'm still learning.
2: The industry <laughs> I changes. Know. Look,
3: you know, i mean, My thing is, if you think you know everything, you know, you might as well to get it all. I mean, you know, I mean, exactly. what's left of life, I you know, I enjoy right. learning, and things are always changing. Just in the music industry, in the last two years, are insane. You know, let alone what's happened. I mean, it's a totally different game. When I came up in the recording industry, the music, the people in the record companies actually knew music.
0: You know, it
3: sounds funny. Mm -hmm. Now it's all run by attorneys and MBAs from Wharton, or in other words, business, you know, people.
0: Cool, right. uh,
3: (laughs) You know, so that's what I call them anyway. And uh, the whole game is different. It's just totally – there's no comparison in the last two years what's happened, let alone in the last five years. You know, the, the whole digital thing has changed everything for better or worse. Look, everything is yin-yang. Uh, when there's a good, right. there's a bad. There's a bad, there's a good. So, so what, th- that's what's happened.
2: In your mind, while we're talking about that, what do you think some of the – I mean, you're saying there was, there's a pretty big discrepancy between even just a matter of two years. So what are some of the good things you think that have happened um, with the changes, and what are some of the downfalls that you'd say, you know, I wish this didn't happen? Just to, you know, give the audience an example of your thought process.
3: All right. Some typical examples. Oh, my God, there's so many. Uh, yeah, I know. Th- let's talk about com- a couple of the major changes that are happening, and a lot of people don't even realize. Uh, nowadays, if you want to be with a record label, just having a manager. Oh, I'll tell you the biggest change. The biggest okay. change is that 10 years ago, the record companies loved it when you knew nothing about the music industry. The last few years, they want you to have your own business up and running successfully before right. they touch you. They want that quick bottom line. That's the biggest yep. change. But also, I started something, and I don't want to throw yep. it out. The manager thing. Uh, it started with Universal, and it's probably spreading now with the different major labels and stuff. They don't want okay. you to just have a manager. You have to have a super manager. Uh, you know, one of the major managers that are actually harder to get to sign you than a record label because the record labels have laid off so many people, they don't do what they used to do. Record Major right. labels nowadays are basically banks. You might as well just get an investor. That's what Arcade Fire did and, right. and doing better. <laughs> You know what I mean? I, I can right. give you examples.
2: Wow, that's it, that's crazy, and it's interesting Dave because people, I think a lot of people, especially just like you're saying, like more of the independent musicians, um, you know, that I know or come across, uh, and especially a lot of people that are kind of new and upcoming, they just have such a misconception um, about these changes that you're talking about. They think, oh, I'm going to put out an album, and I'm going to send it to a label, and I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be on the road, <laughs> well, making millions dollars.
3: But- you can't send <laughs> it to a label. You can send it to – you're wasting your time. If anybody sends it I to agree. any artist, send it to a label. It, any major or subsidiary, it's going to come back unsolicited. They will only talk yep. to managers, well-known managers, attorneys, well-known producers. I mean, so that, that, forget that. You're wasting mm-hmm. your time and money. If you don't wow. talk to somebody first, and they give you the code to get it in the exactly. front door.
2: And that's what, and, you know, and I, again, I've been in this industry, you know, a quarter less, you know, I mean, you know, a bazillion years less than you have, and that was one of the things I oh, Wait a said, minute, I didn't I'm know not,
3: he, <laughs> I'm not Methuselah.
2: No, I'm a not saying years. that <laughs> No, I'm just, I'm being histrionic, I'm exaggerating. I understand. <laughs>
0: but,
2: but, no, but that was, I mean, I would think about that just thinking outside the box, and I had no real knowledge, like you said, kind of doing the grunt work and learning everything myself. And I would think, who the heck, if, if billions of people like me are sending things like this, no one's going to look at this. It's, it's you know, unsolicited. Um, and, <clears> yeah, and I felt like after over time I said, this is probably a waste. This thing's going to become a coaster, if at best, for the coffee mug, it's, you know what I mean, versus it, – yeah, <laughs> yeah,
3: it's exactly, you know, it's another one for the circular file. The right. thing is that, and it's been this way, believe it or not, that part of the industry has been this way since the 90s, uh, where they mm-hmm. only want to talk, you know what it is, it's very simple. They want somebody else screening the stuff before they get it and putting right. their name on the line by handing it in. You know, it's like uh, people that come to me and say, hey, Pooch, you know this person, could you take this? And I'll say, I will listen to it. Right. You know, and they say, oh, it's perfect for them. No, my name's on the line. I'm handing it in.
0: Mm -hmm. You're not. Mm -hmm.
3: And the thing is, I don't place things anyhow, but, you know, things can happen where they hear things from me. But uh, the point is, uh, and by the way, on that manager's thing, like with everything, my biggest thing is not telling you about problems. I want to give solutions. Uh, That thing with the manager and how to get around it, not having a super manager, there's an article, it's free in my a free library. My site's ProfessorPooch.com. And if you go right mm-hmm. on the front, you know, the click on and go, into prof, go on to ProfessorPooch.com, you'll see a thing that says Free Library. And in the free library, you will find a a blog, and a poochcast. I do audio and everything. People want to listen nowadays. I don't want to read for some reason, but that's another story.
1: (laughs) And uh, if you
3: go down, I don't know, five, six, seven articles, you will see uh, artists and managers and getting a record deal. And that will explain the way around it. How to get around it when you don't have a super manager? I mean, I can give you the answer. It's it's a very simple answer, because managers are wondering, oh my God, what can I do? Well, it's very simple. If you can get a band really moving and showing you are doing your best, and they're selling, they're you're grabbing tons of fans, and they're selling CDs and downloads mm-hmm. and all that stuff. What you do? Is you you the manager goes to a major management firm and you work out a deal with them where you're the personal personal manager and they're the business right. personal manager. They got the it's a good team because uh, you know the the big management company has the contacts and the staff and the phone lines and all that stuff. And meanwhile, they don 't want to be bothered with what you 're doing is taking care of just the day to day things with the band right so it's a, right you know and that's let me throw something that 's really a bad term that everybody uses nowadays it 's okay. called do it yourself d i y it 's a misnomer it 's like spare time it does not exist you know <laughs> do it yourself is fine if it 's a hobby if okay. you want to make it. Now the team has changed over the years. It used to be part of the team as a major label. Well, it doesn't have to be a major label anymore. It could be your okay. own label. I and mean, one of the things I preach always and it sounds funny, preach, I sound like a preacher.
1: <laughs> is form
3: your own publishing company. Form your own record company. I, I mean it's 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 for free in the my free library. The second article okay. calls you It's called Everything You Need to Do to Be Prepared for Everything You Want to Do in the Music Industry. Or in a few short words, it says, before you sign with anyone, please read that. And you'll see the things you have to do to protect yourself.
2: And what are some of, and I definitely want to check out a poochcast and, you know, plug all the other things that you're involved in, uh, you know, your books that you have out there, the audio stuff. What do you think when you're saying before you sign with anyone, you know, basically dot, 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 what are some of the, I guess, mistakes or the problems that you see people getting themselves into when they get so excited? You know, David, uh, a label is being put in front of you. It it might be an independent one, but, you know, younger band, they're so excited. Oh, my gosh, let's sign on the dotted line. Guess what? Now we're on the Oh, my
3: God. Do you have a few hours? (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. First of all, pick pick uh, one or two of the big things. No, no, that's fine. I understand. I'm I'm kidding. (laughs) Uh, Seriously, I could talk many, many hours on this because there's so many parts of just what you said. See, that's part of the problem is people don't know what they don't know. And that's the thing. I mean, you know, give me people that come to me who signed a a record company contract, since you're using that example. They Mm -hmm. think they're out of the contract and it hasn't even begun yet. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's very right. simple, actually, because people will take a look at these weirdly worded, lawyeristic, uh, middle English, uh, it's called, uh, kinds of writing, and they say, oh, my God, mm-hmm. they do want to – a lot of them will just say, oh, I didn't read this, and they just sign it. But, I mean, they'll see right. things like, oh, the contract starts upon delivery of, you know, my product. And I already delivered it, so it started. No. If you look at the word delivery, it's at a capital letter D. And then you'll go 42 pages down the line and you will see, uh, down the road on the, on the contract, and you will see the definition of delivery. Delivery to a record company means acceptable to them. If it's not oh. acceptable to them, it hasn't been delivered. I mean, there's oh, just y-y-y. so much with this. So the answer is, and to answer your question in a, in a nutshell, to right to the point, why not, f- if you pay for your recordings, you own your recordings, or if you used your own studio, you, in effect, you know, indirectly paid for your recordings, you own it, right. form your own record company, make them come to you and make them deal more on your terms where you're not giving up everything.
2: Right. And I can right. help people,
3: mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I yeah, I write books and courses and all that stuff, But sometimes you just have to see me individually because, or or an entertainment attorney. The the point is that there's things that must be covered so that you know you don't get screwed. You know it's that simple. You need to set up your business. And I hate, I know people say a business. You know, and that's a curse word to a lot of musicians. But the thing is, look, if you don't want to work at McDonald's for the rest of your life, or something like that. You know, look, I understand it's mm-hmm. a business. I still do music, but I work for myself. I don't have to deal with anybody else. Right. I don't have to be hired by any. And, yes, if you have to give in a little and realize that it's a business and you're a product, and your product is right. a product, you know, as long as you mm-hmm. can get that out, people say, Pooch, you're killing the mystique. No, no, I'm not. The mystique should be in the music not the business or legal.
2: Right, right. I know. I know, people. I know. And I know a lot of people that just, you know, they, they want to do it for, like you're saying, it, they want to do it as more than a hobby, but they just want it to be this kind of big, just fun and games. And, oh, let's play shows and let's hang out and let's get, you know, drunk and blasted. And it's like, but like, like saying, drug, and rock and your, roll, Yeah. <laughs> But to make a living out of this, you have to treat it like a business. You have to find that happy balance, and the business aspect must be a part of it, or you're not going to survive.
3: Um, Well, there's also another reason. There's another reason for starting your own business, and it makes sense. I've seen it. There's so many people out there trying to rip people off. But Mm -hmm. if these people see you, you have your business together and you own everything, they're not going to bother you, the people that are that are trying to rip you off. But the real right. people, legitimate people, will be thrilled. And remember something. The record company is like a bank. Well, an investor is like a bank. And if they see you have a great product, yes, you have to be talented, have great songs, etc. I mean, that has to be understood in this conversation. Right. But if they see you're running like a business and, and doing good, you might attract investors, and you put right. together a team. You're still the boss. You're not giving mm-hmm. up ownership, but you might have a good manager and a good investor and some, you know, other help.
2: Mhm. But and we can talk about this again. We'll touch base on this tonight, and of course, hopefully in the future um, when we bring you back on. But again, doesn't it take a certain type of personality to kind of have that that structure in their life? that ability to organize themselves in such a way that they can put the team <laughs> together, and they can, you know what I'm saying, David, you, know, you need that neuroticism. Well, I, I'm, you, need... you know why I'm
3: laughing? You know why right. I'm laughing? I needed someone, and I had someone that puts organizes me. I can organize other people. I can't organize myself. Who can? You're too oh, close so you have someone to that yourself. works with you? I I work with different people that help me, of course. I have a team. Nobody knows everything. Nobody has the time and the day to do everything. I have somebody that organizes me. And, you know, as a management-type person with me, you cannot organize yourself. I found it impossible. And there's other reasons. There's many reasons to have Mm -hmm. somebody, you know being your manager, organizing you. It's just like I play the bad guy for a lot of people so that the artistic people don't get into arguments with each other. But when I have creative stuff, and I'm still in a lot of the creative ends, I have right. somebody play the bad guy for me.
2: Uh, and I'm so off how the do you, firing okay, line. Here's a question. Here's a question for you. How do you find someone that you feel comfortable with and confident that you can trust?
3: It's back to what I said before. you got to prove yourself First, show right. you have your stuff together, and then you will attract the right people. Right. If you don't right. have your stuff together, you're going to attract the wrong people, the people mm-hmm. that can hurt you, the know-nothings. And, by the way, watch out for name droppers. I see it all the time. You know,
1: okay.
3: just Expand watch out. It's it, it, For example, I mean, the, the simple thing is that it's not, you know, it's not, who you know it's who knows you
2: okay interesting okay and elaborate would
3: well in other words they have have had to have heard about this person who says they know this person it could be an acquaintance they might have ran into him once they might not even known him i've caught people in total lies i can tell you all right funny story I, I'm hired sometimes to grill people to see if they really are who they are and if they know what they know. And okay. I'm going through this with this manager several years ago and, uh, you know, seeing what he knows. And he was dropping it. Oh, my God, he was dropping names. And he he names this major <laughs> producer whom I happen to know. And he okay. says, oh, I was about to die with him and I was at his house and stuff. And I said to him, Oh, wow, how's his son? And he says, oh, his son's doing great. I said, he doesn't have a son. <laughs> he had awesome. two daughters. You know what I mean? Oh, it's just, yeah, yep. uh, It's just ridiculous. And it's a it shame is. because my thing is, and you know what we're, all, we're talking about totally, this whole subject? It's about education. It's totally about education. If you know what you're talking about and you, you really learn where the business really is, you're gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. I know who to go to when you need them. I mean, I have other people that help me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I know the creator, of the business, and legal. I'm fine. And I used to own my own studio in my house for uh, you know for my in-house stuff, and I was good at that. But but mm-hmm. when it went to digital, I'm lost. I don't have time right. to learn these programs. So I entrust you know. Recording studios with engineers who know what they're talking about and doing, yeah, I'll still produce, but I don't have the time to learn all this technical stuff. Everybody needs... Some kind of help. I have somebody on the computer end that helps me with my networking kinds of stuff. The, wow, You need awesome. other people. I have somebody that does the web thing. I, you know, who's got – see, right. it's not just knowledge. It's time. If I spent all this I time, I would never move forward. I'd be sitting still just taking care of day-to-day everything. And right. then I couldn't do right. what I really like to do. You know what I mean? You need a team. That's what I'm saying. Do-it-yourself is bull. And, I mean, yeah, I have – tons of knowledge, but it's time too. And artists should be working on their creative stuff. And in 2011, one of the things, the major changes, very important, artists must communicate with their fans. Their fans do not want to talk to their manager, their lawyer, right. or whatever. And also the That's- fans nowadays, there's something new. They want to feel part of the experience.
2: Absolutely. I was going to comment on that because I definitely want to talk about a little bit about social media sites and your perception on using that to get your name out there, push your, you know, your product and music, whatever you're working on. So, and I agree with you. And I mean, just personally for myself. And again, I'm not going to say I'm a, a DIY. <laughs> because you know, I don't like that term. But but a lot of everything that I have done on my own, just to kind of, you know, personalize it a little bit, has been by, you know, networking through these social media sites and and connecting with the fans and showing these people that I'm a real human being and, you know, that I appreciate that their support and interacting with them and that's that's been that's monumental. Great. And I don't I don't that's think great. people realize how poor, but I don't think people realize how important that is. Because so it many is, musicians that. I'm doing
3: pretty good in this industry. At the same point, I'm, I'm on there every day talking to people. Hey, exactly. I love to talk to people. And if you're an entertainer, wouldn't you want to talk to people? You know, I mean, just, right. you know, what the heck? You know, well, so I, again, I think you're David. doing
2: great. Thanks. But again, on the flip side, you know, you you got a lot of people, and I don't know what percentage of the population is, maybe you and I can create a, a poll or something and send it out to thousands of people, but the narcissism and the egos that sometimes take over these people, and they just think they're too good to interact with their fans. I'm not going to name names, but, you know, I've had, and I won't even say the type of you know, people that was on the show. But I was kind of disappointed when they didn't even have the decency to personally thank me. I mean, most people will oh, thank geez. you for being on the show, and I'll continue to support people no matter what. But, you know, these, some of the people have more egos, and it's kind of like, all right, you're doing something for me, fine. Okay, bye. I'm going to move on. I have other better things to do.
3: You brought um, up a very important subject with that, and that is why aren't groups helping other groups? Just like if you're uh, helping somebody by putting on the radio, why aren't they helping you for helping
2: them? I mean, I mean
0: it's you know, ridiculous. That's such an,
2: I agree, Dave, but that's such an interesting... Oh God, I mean, it's so individualized. I don't want to try to generalize to people. We can generalize certain themes going on again. People think they're too good. You know, Oh, you know, I did her a favor by being on her show because I'm this huge band or I'm this you know, big person, whatever they are. That's I don't huge. know. I think... It's people that are just so self-absorbed and involved in themselves. And it it happened, you know, personally it happened with me when I finally... Go ahead.
3: I was just going to say, and you want to get into a psychological thing, but when people have a real bad ego problem where they're always bragging and stuff, that means they're insecure and they don't believe in themselves. If they believe in themselves, they don't have to prove it to anybody. All they're doing is trying to prove it to themselves. Mm-hmm. they're trying to build up their mm-hmm. own confidence instead of just being themselves i mean
2: well like you said i mean that's one of the biggest you know issues with a narcissistic person is that on the outside they look like they're this big grandiose confident person but really on the inside this is a person who is basically falling apart and all that stuff on the outside is a facade to deal with like you're saying those insecurities and those things that they can't deal with because they are actually so not confident about themselves so that's, I mean, that's mm-hmm. a great point. hmm Yeah.
3: Cool. And but, by
2: but the
3: again, way, always, but I always... that Now you go ahead. No,
2: I always, <laughs> again, I always will remain, you know, and I can see this in you, I'm always a very humble, grounded person, and that type of stuff I just move on from. I'm like, all right, you know, if that's how people want to be, great. That's fine. I'm going to move on. And, and it's by doing that that I, like you're saying, that I've here and there met the right people along the way, that I've demonstrated that I'm a professional person, and you're right. Those are the types of people that will be attracted to you and they see that you are this, you know, real, genuine person and you're not some person who's exactly. trying to pull the wool over their eyes, Right.
3: Exactly. You know, if everybody would just be themselves and accept themselves for who they are, unless they're a mass murderer, uh, right. <laughs> then, it, you know, everybody would get along fine I have this thing I remember putting up on Facebook I just had had it one time Because there's so many clients who were Got held off from doing what they should be doing Because they kept being pulled into these drama situations And I put this thing up You know, my thing is if you stay away from negative people that are trying to drag you down, you know,
1: uh-huh. and
3: people and peop and drama queens and kings, it's not a sex thing. There's drama queens and kings. If you stay right. away from negative people and these drama people, the rest of life is simple.
4: Oh, you know, absolutely. dealing
3: with people, you know, then it's mm-hmm. easy. It's just these people just trying to drag you down and I don't know if it you know, I heard it said and I might be wrong, but basically ten one negative person can bring down ten positive people.
2: Yeah. I mean you're right. A couple spoiled a bunch and we won't even get into what I do for my <laughs> profession because you know, I manage I manage a bunch of people and you got really? a couple in there that are just, oh my gosh, it's it's like going to war, I mean you know. So but no you're right. Well you know what I think it is too, David, I think it's learning when you become self-assured and you can learn how to manage, again, not keeping these people close to you in your life, but you might have some seriously personality-disordered people that you do have to deal with on some level, but learning to manage yourself around them so that you don't let the them zap you of that energy. But the thing and,
3: is, if you take life as a soap opera, and that's what it basically mm-hmm. is, life as a soap opera, the mm-hmm. trick is to look in and not to be dragged in. Exactly observe mm-hmm. don't be brought into a drama because it's a total waste too many people live in the past you know and they don't you know accept yourself that today's today you know you can only affect this moment today
0: mm-hmm. you can't affect the future
3: mm-hmm. today and you can't you know you can't change the past it happened good the bad the ugly is past you know right. like i i told you before i said you know, yeah, I, I give it. You know, if you feel really down about something or mad about something, I say, okay, you yeah, have five minutes. Feel sorry for yourself for five minutes. Now, fight yeah. and get up and start moving forward. You know, what's the mm-hmm. saying? Success is the best revenge. And that way, you're doing something positive for yourself instead of wasting your time putting your mind on doing something negative to somebody else, which is it's nothing positive for you. Why think of them? You're giving. You're empowering them by thinking of mm-hmm. people that hurt you. You know,
2: move forward. Exactly. Move forward and learn from your experiences, like you're saying. Yes, learn from exactly. maybe things right. that didn't go well or people that you, you know, you might have gotten involved with or, you know, whatever, that maybe just didn't go the way you wanted to, and learn from those experiences yeah. and move lower change.
3: Mm-hmm. It's called life. Mm-hmm. If everything went well for everybody, life would be boring.
2: Right. <laughs> I agree. And, I, you know, for me personally, it has been the hard work and the things that I've learned from. And, I mean, that I feel has helped me develop as a stronger person. Rather than you're saying harping and illuminating on, oh, my gosh, why did I do this or how did I get involved in that. Okay, you know what? Moving forward, I'm not going to do that. This is how I'm going to do it differently. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. You might
3: fall back, back here and there. I mean, people Absolutely. have to understand. You're not going to just change. You, you might fall back to catch yourself. The trick is... Catching yourself when you're mm-hmm. falling backward, and you know, say, "Oops," and then exit out and say, "Wait a minute! I ain't letting you control me. I'm controlling me, and I'm moving forward." You know,
2: right. even if that's a little <laughs> right. voice
3: in your head, you know.
2: <laughs> right. Oh, I'm sorry. Here, let me. I just went back to the switchboard because I was in the chat room. We have a caller, so that's why we take this caller? Is that cool?
3: Shh, go ahead. Okay. Right. To you. You're the boss. All
2: right. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, 732, you are now on the air with the Professor Pooch.
4: Good evening, Kerry, and, and my favorite professor of music, Professor Pooch. This is Nick hi. Oh, hey. How you. are
3: you? Who is it, hey, I'm Nick, sorry? Hey, how
4: are you? Uh, I didn't to, hear the uh, name. It's, uh, it's Nick, uh, Professor Pooch. You and I uh, are not strangers to the telephone. We've spoken before.
3: Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I had a. <laughs> I'm not used to answering calls on a call, so it's cool.
4: <laughs> uh, the rocking. I'm new to anyway, this. Uh, um, go ahead. I couldn't agree with you more. Before you were saying stuff about drama and everything, I think that if you know, it goes to the same sayings uh, for uh, people in the bands. If they're if they're not happy with the band, leave. Go find something better.
0: Right. Well, Good. I, Good. I
4: Shows being canceled, musicians being late, and things like that. Uh, you no, know, it hurts the business. And uh, uh, drama, yeah. I don't have time for drama. I'm too busy. I'm, I'm very busy That's with a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of shows. You mentioned something before. Um, I agree with you. On another note about support, when I first started doing support, I really enjoy what I'm doing. I mean, it shows because mm-hmm. I get a lot of smiles on, on uh, people's faces. And, That's
3: and, great. And,
4: uh, you know, they're happy. I'm happy. uh you know, the love makes the uh, the world go
0: around, or they cool. say
4: the music the world go around. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yes, definitely. You're, Nick. You're right.
4: But uh, I can I can listen to you all night because I I um you're right on the nose about a lot of important things. Uh, you mentioned some about Thank you the, the delivery uh, before and everything. You know, um, you know, music companies. Uh, you know, everybody wants to get signed and and do this, but the best way is um uh an easy way, you know, if you if you're doing it in your, in the studio for yourself, if you're um if you're paying for it and you know, let them come oh, to right. you and everything. Self promote right. and it's a big thing that uh, the Musicians Rock Network um exemplifies, which is promote. You gotta promote. We we've I got That's a right. show. I've got shows coming up at uh Six Flags, one of the largest venues for unsigned rock bands in the United States. And True. um you know it's Good an it's yeah, fun. Very, I got very been there everything.
3: for that. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> great going. What's, uh, yeah,
2: no, Nick, Nick, that's great. I'm so happy you were able to tune in. I know that you've been so busy lately, and I know here and there you're able to catch a show, but this is definitely the perfect show uh, to fit with you know everything that you do, the support you provide for everyone with the Musicians Rock Rock Network, and um,
3: yeah, yeah, and this I, is, yeah, this I, is, I I go on uh, there. Uh, yeah, I go
4: yeah, on of I, I, I um I saw your uh, – both actually, both your comments the other day. Kerry uh, Car- uh, made a comment right after uh, Professor hey, – that's good advertising. <laughs> good advertising for tonight's show. This is great. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think uh, that
2: was just ironic in a way. I think those comments just kind of – it was uh, more of one of those – what's the word? Serendipitous or something? You know, something where it yeah. just kind of <laughs> happened like that. I don't think it was really – well, actually, it was funny. I actually just – to, just to digress for a minute – I did see Professor Pooch had commented, and I was actually commenting because someone was so nice and had actually included my name in a bunch of memes. So it was when I went there, I was to comment by saying thank you because it was someone who you know said, "Oh, I met Carrie Edelman through the musicians' Rotten network," and then I saw that right above me was Professor Pooch. So it kind of everything kind of just sounds great. That's <laughs>
4: cool. You know, what's so. funny about it, it goes a long way because in the beginning, uh, my idea was, and, and I've seen it go a long way because people people know kerry edelman people know professor pooch um you know we basically advertised on tmrn what like a year or two ago and so that people really get to know very important not not just that you were very important but very helpful people in the music industry that um, that really want to um you know help um what it is that you do and and of course that is you know music and everything and uh I, I, uh, I live the
3: life. I love it. I love helping people. It makes me, like you said, it puts a smile on somebody's face and makes you feel good.
2: Right. It makes me right really absolutely. Oh <laughs> well, thank you so much, Nick, for you know for tuning in tonight and stuff. Yes, and I hope that you. you, you know, stay in the chat room. And if you have any other questions, definitely feel free to uh, you know to type in the chat room. Cool. Okay. Okay. Take care. So we'll be in touch. We'll, yeah, we'll be in touch, though, Nick. Off the air too, because we definitely have to catch up. Okay. All right. Thanks, Nick, so much. Right. Take Talk care. Tomorrow. Okay. Bye. Um, yeah, he's he's great. He's he's such a good supporter, and I met him. Actually, I met him a while back when I'd done a few shows with my album, and he's been yeah, just a really good guy.
3: That's cool. Really good. Yeah, isn't that neat when people help people? You know, by the way, I, I'm with the Philadelphia Recording Community, which is one of the groups I'm with. And uh, okay. we're trying to get all the different people together mixing, you know, the rock music with the soul music with the studios, the musicians, the stuff. And we're having a like a major mixer of all kinds of people coming up oh, wow. on the 17th in the evening of October, 17th of October in the evening. Just watch my Facebook, it's easy, you know, because I announce it. Or go to the Facebook uh, slash Philadelphia Recording Community, I believe that's how it works. Okay. And uh, I'm on Facebook at slash, you know, Facebook.com slash Professor Pooch. And I'll be announcing it. We'll have guest speakers, and we're trying to get all the Philadelphia people to meet each other. You know, it's about numbers. It's about votes. You know, the different organizations and bringing them together. Yeah, everybody will keep their own organizations. We're not trying to merge anything or take members or anything like that. But it doesn't mean you can't belong to several different organizations. And, uh, you know, we love to get the people together because, let's face it, if you want to make change you need numbers it's politics it's it's a game yeah mm-hmm. but it's a it's a worthwhile game like uh, we've worked uh, you know one of our major things was uh, they've cut so much funding for music and, and art in the school systems We did this benefit kind of a thing, rock with rock bands and stuff, with a you know benefit, and all the money went uh, to the school system for musicians. We got ten thousand dollars worth of musical instruments that we were able to get to the school system. The people donated, and uh, you know there's things that can be done to help people to keep music alive. You know, it's Mm -hmm. the universal language, folks. Yeah, I'm here. You know, okay. music is the universal language, period.
2: Right, right, period. Okay, okay. I thought you were going to, you kind of trailed off from it. I thought you were going to add I'm some more sorry. to it, I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> sorry. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. People need to support each other. They need to go out. I think that that's another big point, and then I definitely want to check out one of the poochcasts. But before we get into that, I agree. A lot of people think they're just, like, trying to kind of sit around in the room and, I guess, I, I don't know what's going to fall out of the sky. A label's going to fall out and just kind of swoop away <laughs> and everything. That's a be way. But, I mean, if you and, – and we can have a, you know, private conversation, but the work that I have done by, you know, going out and staying out late at night and just introducing right. myself to people and going out and supporting comedians and bands. And, you know, sure. it's like doing that that people see your face. They get to know you. They see – but a lot of people don't do that. They just think, oh, I'm just going and to sit around. Uh, and... Hey, look, you know yeah. what happens? I'll give
3: you examples of the good things that can happen. A band okay. meets another band. They like the band. They get along fine and stuff, and they trade gigs. You know, when one gets a gig someplace, yep. they bring them on with them, and vice mm-hmm. versa. I've seen it where people, you know, in different states, where I mean, I think there's even a website on that. I, I I'm a little lost on that right now, but there's a website on that where if you want to go to Seattle, that I mean, a group will put you up in their house in Seattle, and when they come to oh, Philly, nice. you put them up in your house in Philly. <laughs> and there's wow. all kinds of things you could do by making friends with other fans. It's also I put up on my site, you know, once in a while to remind people, you know, if you're okay. not playing tonight who are you going to see, you know, you should go out and support other bands because what happens is you want to keep the – if you keep going around and helping each other, you know, and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, creating a scene, a real music scene. And one thing I must bring up is that, folks, it's not just the bands that should be doing their job – where are the managers? Where are the venues? Where are the promoters? What are you doing to help the scene? You know, right. if
2: you. Right.
3: Have a, and your employees, do they like working there? You want people that are going to help. And, you know, I have a, it's another article in the Free Library. It's called Unsigned Axe and Drawing Fans. Everybody should listen or read to that. Listen to Poochcaster, read that. Unsigned Acts and. Drawing fans in the um, okay. uh, free library section, and it it tells you what you can do and how to gain fans and stuff. And it's not just the internet; it's not just the networking as you were bringing up. It, it's just a mm-hmm. small part of it.
2: Wow! Oh my gosh! I have to look at that one because <laughs> I need to learn some more. Because yeah, because I do a lot of the stuff you mentioned. But wow, give a, give an example besides social media sites and going out to personally network. What are what's another example of something that someone might do?
3: Well, press releases.
2: Okay. Mm hmm.
3: There, there's right. not, you know. We're We're not. We're not what are, we're talking about something else besides social network and besides going out. I mean, there's flyers. There's getting your fans to spread the word. But the ultimate, the ultimate form of promotion to me
1: mm-hmm. is
3: you are so talented, and you put on such a great show that people will talk about you. And tell right. other people And you start attracting more and more people Word of mouth has the most integrity It's because you're good And you're fun You you know what the problem is? Part of it, and I, and I talk about it in that article It's all about perception mm-hmm. And that's the same term I use there Too many musicians Think they're going out for a gig, no, you're not going out to a gig. you're going out to create an event, a right. show that will be worthwhile that'll make people put down their video games and put a little gas in their car, and you know what price of right. gas is and will come right. out and spend time with you that they need to get out. They want to see you so bad they're willing to put away their electrical devices for a night. T V C video games, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we'll go out because it's such an event.
2: Right. No, that's a great it's way to put it. And why don't place we
3: to be. go ahead, I'm right. sorry.
2: And why while, while we're talking about that, why don't we segue into this poochcast, which I think fits well with a lot of the topics that you've talked about tonight, which is what I look for in a superstar. I think that fits well with a lot of the different themes that we talked about tonight, so would that be okay? We'll check that out.
3: Oh, you're the boss. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever you want to do, is fine All right, I'm going to put
2: you on. I'll put you on hold. I'm going to do a couple of quick plugs for a bunch of people that support the show, sure. and then um, we will check out the Poochcast. All right, hold on okay. a second. Okay. All right, everyone. If you are just tuning in, or if you have been tuned in, you are listening to David J. Spangenberg, also known as the Professor Pooch, and you can definitely check him out at professorpooch.com. There's tons of stuff that he's been talking about tonight. His Poochcasts, which are audio clips of different types of information that he gives to musicians. He has also a whole library of some free articles to read, as well as you can purchase his books, which are volumes and volumes. They're amazing. They provide so much uh, great information to artists, so definitely check out that stuff. Um, Again, just to give a couple of plugs to some of the people that are huge supporters of the show and I'm big supporters of them. I'm a big Howard Stern fan, so I always like to plug MarksFriggin.com, which is a website that blogs daily about the Howard Stern Show. So if you've missed anything, definitely go to MarksFriggin.com. Also, check out Joseph Moosky, who is the uh, CEO, as we might say, of SternSuperFans.com. And again, that is another website where he says, it is all things Howard, it's a place for fans to uh, join and uh, talk about anything Howard Stern related. So check out SternSuperFans.com. Also would like to plug Flirt Energy Drink, which is an energy drink that is specifically formulated for the female athlete. And one of my songs, Vanilla Skies, off of my debut album, We've Behind, is currently used as the song to promote and sponsor the product. So you can check that out at Flirtsport.com. If I missed anyone else, I will get you later on towards the end of the show. But without further ado, let's debut one of the PoochCasts, and this is Professor Pooch talking about what I look for in a superstar.
3: Hi, I'm Professor Pooch of ProfessorPooch.com, and I'd like to welcome you to my Music Business PoochCast. Today I want to talk about superstars and what I believe they all have in common. If you had the chance to find the next person whom you think could have a great chance of making it big in the music industry, who and what would you be looking for? What would make these artists special to you? Well, if I was a manager or producer or record company, I would only want to sign someone whom I believe would at least become very successful. Because I would be spending a lot of valuable time, money, and effort on this artist. My rule of thumb is, i got to believe that he, she, they are so creative and so marketable. Uh, That just means lots of people would want to buy their CDs, download their songs, and or come to their shows. That I'd be really stupid if I didn't sign them. So what do I think makes a successful recording and performing artist? Number one, they have drive. They're passionate about what they do. They have insatiable ambition. They'll settle only for the top. They won't let anything get in their way. They are persistent. They believe in hard work on and off stage. They give it all they have all the time. Number two, they have magic. They glow in the dark. They create electricity. They have sex appeal. They have charisma. They have the look. Call it what you want. I call it magic. When you see them, you are glued to them, and they won't let you go. You are mesmerized. Number three. They're great entertainers. They're not just singers or musicians. They have style. They have great showmanship. They're alive. They enjoy entertaining. Their performance comes from their heart, not their head. They have fun. They still have that little kid in them. Number four, they have great songs. Their songs grab you, hypnotize you, and take you away to another world. Number five, they are unique, but also marketable. They stand out from the crowd and other artists. They have their own musical sound, their own image, but they still must be marketable. That is, many people would want to buy their product. The weird part is, All superstars, they either are loved or hated. Nowhere's in between. But, therefore, they're continuously talked about. And talked about. And talked about. Number six, they have loads of confidence. They believe in themselves so much that they are able to let down all the walls and are not afraid to be vulnerable and sensitive to their audience. There's never a fear of success. Number seven, they have the right team. Their fan clubs, managers, publicists, record company, whatever, promote the hell out of them. And even if you want to do it yourself, you still need a team of people, even if it's not a record company. And number eight, they know, understand, and accept that the music business is a business. Well, that's it for today, Um, Professor Pooch of ProfessorPooch.com, asking you to please tune in for the next episode. Bye bye.
2: All right, everyone. So now you got a a little taste of a Poochcast, and it is awesome stuff. You have to check them out. Go to ProfessorPooch.com, and everything he said there was dead on, relevant, and accurate. So. Definitely check out more of his pooch casts, and we're gonna bring him back on now, okay, David Hello. you're back on. Hello, can you
3: hear me? Okay, yes, good that
2: was great, yeah,
3: good, great, 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 great stuff. Glad you liked it yeah, well, you know I'm tr- trying to get hit home, you know if you hear things in enough different directions, you know you should my thing is. Everybody should, you know, if people want to talk to them about anything, listen, somebody might have some good ideas, you know, if you don't think it's a good idea, don't accept it, but there might be some good ideas in there, so listen to what people say and you decide what's right for you, and then check them out if you're not sure. That's why I always tell people, hey, you want, you want to deal with me? Before you deal with me, you go to ProfessorPooch.com. You put Professor Pooch in Google. You put David J. Spangenberg in Google. Check me out. Make sure I am who I say I am, you know?
2: <laughs> right, right. You've got to put the letter that.
3: J in there, by the way, uh, because okay. otherwise it just shows all the Davids and all the Spangenberg. This way if you say David J. Spangenberg and put it in quotes, it will just be, you know, somebody named David J. Spangenberg. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. Just um, real quick, while we're on the while we're on the Poochcast, um, Nick yeah. in the chat room says, "Where can I find these number tips?" Now, again, all oh. your Poochcasts are available on your website, correct?
3: Yeah, the Superstars thing is available. I think in two spots. One place, I'm pretty sure it's in the free library. Okay. I'm pretty sure that it's in the free library in the Superstars. It's, it's called. I forget the title. But I think it's superstars, just that one word. And go to the free mm-hmm. library. If you go on ProfessorPooch.com and look for the link below, it'll say free library. Click on it, it'll take you directly there. Scroll down to you see superstars. Click on it, and it will take you to the page, and you can listen to it or uh, read it. Or both. Cool. <laughs> because yeah, I had exactly. live a lot when I do the Poochcast, so you should read it also, really.
2: Right. And definitely, Nick, um, you know, go to his free library, and I'm sure if you peruse it, you're going to find tons of other, you know, really helpful um, tips there and and different types of pooch casts, which you could probably share with uh, all of your musicians that you support. So, yeah, definitely check it out. So what else do you want to talk about? Because I know, you know, we're going to do a little bit like in – go ahead.
3: What I think we should talk about, and we had talked about this before, is education. Okay. Education and that's what you know, it's uh you know what's happening is I'm seeing more and more of these music business schools, I mean besides the Berkleys and stuff that have been around for a while and the full sales and stuff, getting all these, you know, uh you know, courses on the music industry. The okay. problem is that I'm finding people are spending a gazillion dollars and then yes. they got school loans for the rest of their life And my real concern nowadays with the way the music industry is going, that by the time they graduate, the information they learned is already obsolete. Mm -hmm. And that's a major concern. That's that's why when I do my book and courses, I keep it in PDF form. People say, why don't you print it or something? No. Then I can't keep it up to date. When there's a change happening, I put it right in. So anybody gets my book or courses – they get it up-to-date, and they know what's happening, you know? It, it, you know? And if they follow me on Facebook, they'll still get some, uh, you know, something passing through or something. You know, there's, like, yesterday where uh, uh, companies started, uh, I don't want to start getting the names, but started more conglomerations of where companies are joining companies and killing the competition, but that's another story. But the thing okay. is that... You know, I try to keep things up to date in my book and courses. I mean, all you have to do is, you know, check it out. There's a bunch of free pages, and it, it, it's a fraction of the cost, and you'll have the whole book of courses on the whole music industry. It's like a whole do-it-yourself, how-to-do-it music business life. Yeah. And you can download it all at once, and uh, like different people say, they'll read it through, and then when they need specific things, they just do a search because it's on their computer. And you do a search for a word or a situation, and it comes up, mm-hmm. and they can go into that thing. I I write courses, by the way, in the outline form, so it's step-by-step step of everything to do. Right. You get it right away. It's a fraction of the course of college, and it's up-to-date. And I do this with anybody, and anybody will tell you this. Anybody buy my book of courses, if you if you... Send me an email. You have a question about something or something like that. I answer you. I don't charge for every little thing I do. You know, I want people to understand. I want people to be protected. You know, it's just that right. simple.
2: What? And it, oh, by the way, I could be like
3: reached. Re- I could be that. reached. Really simple. Pooch at ProfessorPooch.com. dot com. Pooch at ProfessorPooch.com. dot oh, com. Nice. They can reach me. It's that simple.
2: Okay, cool. What's your and perception? I read my
3: own mail. I don't pass it on. <laughs> Go ahead, I'm
2: sorry. Okay. <laughs> nice. What's and you you know, I think you touched base on something interesting is you know, there's a lot of kids out there going to these schools and spending, uh, oh, you know
0: oh, probably alone. almost hundred
2: thousand dollars. What is yeah. your perception on people who wanna pursue a career, let's say, in some type of entertainment? Um, maybe not necessarily they're gonna take that superstar path. Do you think people should have something to fall back on, whether it's a trade or a skill or well, a job? Which I mean, is this your... way. That's a good point. That's a
3: very good yeah. point. And what I did, how yeah. I survived. Remember, I said I started out. I wrote lead sheets. I do a lot right. of different things. There's so many right. ways to make money in this industry. You know, if you're tired of being an artist. Become a manager. You're in the music. You know, stay in the music. Do different things. Make commercials. I've seen people do By the way, there's a thing in my book called, uh, a section in my book, a chapter called Meanwhile, (laughs) which says (laughs) what you can do while you're becoming there, but you don't have to work at McDonald's. You still can make a lot of money doing different things. I actually happen to enjoy doing different things. And right. uh, it's fun. I don't have, you know, I can pick up a guitar, write a song. I can, and you know, do a commercial. I, I can do my pooch cast. I can do some video. Mm-hmm. I do some educational stuff. It's fun. Well, the think, most important yeah. thing is I'm my own boss.
2: Right. And I think that that's an interesting thing that you, that you touch base on is being versatile. And that's something yes. that you have. And you're involved in so many different things, and that's great. But I think a lot of times, and I'll be the first to admit it, you know, whatever, two, three years ago when I was, you know, doing the album and I was so involved and I, I want to be a musician and I want to, you know, do as much as I can with it, I didn't really think about all these other things I'm doing now, like writing for some magazines and having the podcast and maybe yes. getting involved in writing for a TV show with some comedians. Like, those are not things I ever entertained because I was pretty narrow-minded at that time, three years ago, and I was like, uh, oh, I, I just doing music. Go ahead. I'll
3: after. give you your, your exact right. I mean, we all went through that. Okay, you know it's, it's it's normal. My thing is, I have this sentence uh, saying whatever. It, you have to, be, you know, you have to be just as creative on the business end as you or your artist is on the creative end, and find ways. You know, I hate this saying. You know, you ever hear the saying? You know, while well, you should think outside the box,
1: right, folks,
3: uh, right, right. there is no box. You create <laughs> the box around you. Um, right. See, I I just so, say, hey, Pooch, you're insane. You know, come up with insane things, and I come up with all these fun ideas to do. You're creative. And you I, wouldn't be in music in the first place.
2: But what about people who maybe are inflexible, and they're like, nope, I'm a musician. That's all I want to be as a musician. I don't I don't care about these other types of things. I don't have interest in them. I don't have passion in it. So well, why go would like I work at do McDonald's? Go work at
3: McDonald's. <laughs> go go get a you job. Remind but... me. I go was ahead. thinking
2: of this the other day, and this is this is a compliment. Have you ever heard of Albert Ellis, the psychologist?
3: Uh, it he's, just rings the bell. He's up, very,
2: he, yeah, he's amazing. He's amazing. He's cognitive behavioral, very, or what we call rational emotive behavioral therapy. And, and I think he passed away actually a few years ago. But huh. he's I'm known for just out. being very, yeah, he's great. He's just. And I actually had a chance to meet him when I was um, in my doctorate program. Very straight and to the point. Cool. He's one of those people, like you're saying, where, you know, someone says, oh, I can't get a date. No one's going to love me. I'm going to be single for the rest of my life. He'll basically oh, say me, I want Wait, wait, wait. He'll, he'll say to you, I want you to F and go out into the streets, and I want you to ask 50 people out, and then I want you to come back and tell me that no one entertained you or even said hello to you. Like, he's very hands-on and he reminds me of you, like Good. you're saying right now. You know, okay, fine then. If, if that's the way you're going to be and you're not going to try to be dynamic and spread yourself a little thinner than just focusing on one thing, then go work at McDonald's. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's how it reminds me of him, the way you kind of just frame that. So, um, okay. Yeah. Okay. But hopefully hey. you took it Yeah, i uh, have to check him out. i have
3: to check him out. Yeah, I mean yeah. – <laughs> think it think, think just let your mind go what you could do i mean it's your choice if you want to just be a musician fine Then you're going to have to work a day job because folks it's the way the world works you have to deal with a little right. bit of reality or have somebody do the reality for you and uh you know and you work you work for them and you know my thing is i make a rotten employee okay <laughs> i really think i'd be a <laughs> rotten employee and i i need to work by myself see Right. I believe, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just me, you know. And if you want to have another kind of job, fine. That's up to you. Do what you want to do. But this is all I want to do. And people, right. people would stick on nuts because I work seven days a week, like fourteen hours a day. And mm-hmm. but see, the point is, I put the word "work" in quotes. And going by my saying before, I stay away from negative and drama people. The rest of the thing, it's all fun. You know, right. it, 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 to me, it's not work. This is what I enjoy doing. I have fun helping people. I love to see smiles on faces as you put it, you know? Uh, no, right. it was it Nick? Nick put it, yeah.
2: <laughs> yes, and we're making a lot of smiley faces, actually, and hap- the chat room mix made a lot of smiley faces, and so have I. Cool. Um, so, yeah, so I think, I mean, we've been going, this has been great, David. We've been going on an hour and 15 minutes, and the time will run out at an hour and a half because that's all I have set for the uh, segment tonight. But why don't we, you know, start tying some things up and, you know, just anything else you want to share with the audience. And we're going to, I'm sure, bring you back on again at some point in the near future. So we will definitely uh, talk about that. Um, but, yeah, what what other things are you up to right now that people, that you might want people to know about? Any other interesting things you're involved in that you want to share, that you want to plug? Um well, I mean, one
3: of the things that I've been wanting to do for a while, and people, would, you know, I I'd listen to people what they want. And, uh, you know, people go nuts with the law stuff. And what I started doing, and it's going to be up soon, we're working it out on the site with my web person who knows how to do that stuff. And, uh, you know, if you need to contact my people, just talk to me, okay? But but the thing is that uh, what I'm doing is putting the law, music business law, into simple language, and right. so the people, you know, you st- look, you still need somebody like me, a music business contract specialist, or, or an entertainment attorney, because remember one thing major, it's not always what's in a contract that can hurt you, it's what's been left out of the contract right. that can hurt you, so what we did was, I had a fun with uh, Ryan Michael Galloway, who's a person I've done, the, the gigster and the pooch videos and stuff we have fun with, and uh <laughs> What we did was we did some law courses, but for example, all bands should have a banned agreement. It just came up today again. a ban was at war. I said, You don't have an agreement? Uh we actually right, right. what we did I I give out uh, they they could see a an uh when they get this course, they could see an actual band agreement. You know, it's not okay. personalized. It should be personalized. That's why I tell people, they just get a contract off the web or from their friends. They're not personalized to the person and situation. And what we did was we started from the beginning and went to the end on a contract and negotiated it. And it's in audio, soon-to-be video. But it's going to be up in audio where we're negotiating a contract from beginning to end. We did a band agreement. We did a regular partnership agreement. We did an artist-manager agreement, and we negotiated from the beginning to the end where they'll see a contract where it starts at and the changes that we make when we notice something's missing or if something's worded wrong and all the clues. I also did a law basics course that will teach you how to read one of these crazy contracts and wow. the things to look for, the things, you know, how to, to certain, especially I named a lot of things that are usually left out of contracts, like mm-hmm. checking the books, you know, checking the books. And the clause that I by the way, one of the clauses that I see is left out of a contract all the time is what I call a communication clause. Sometimes you'll see a one-way communication clause. What it means is, like a manager-artist agreement. Let's we'll, we'll talk about an artist-manager agreement. It'll say, artist must tell manager every person that contacts them and everything that's happened, any kind right. of thing, orally or verbally, da 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 Well, it should be both ways. If I'm the artist, I'm going to know if the, somebody contacted the manager who wanted right, my right, services right. <laughs> And they, I don't want them making side deals without me knowing about it, or they might turn down something I really want to do. So right. a communication clause, you want to know what the the other person is doing. It should be a team, not a one-way thing.
2: Right. Right. So that's wow. what I'm working
3: that... on. It will be up very shortly. It's within days, right. hopefully. And uh, that they'll be able to, very inexpensively, and they'll end up with a contract. It, it won't be personalized. They still have to get to somebody to make sure it's perfectly right, right for their situation because, I mean, I've worked with thousands of people, and every situation is at least a little bit different. You know, them, sure. one might have. Three band members, one might have five band members, maybe one person owns a side company, maybe one person plays in two bands. I mean, you can go to all kinds of things. There's all kinds of situations that must be covered. And, wow. uh, you know, I'm cool. trying to put legalese into simple language, just like I'm talking to you. That's the way I write. People say that. That's how I know to say it. They say, pooch, you sound like you're just talking. And that's what I am. I'm talking with people. My books and courses, and just like I'm talking to you, I like like it to seem like, you know, or it just comes out that way, I don't know, naturally, where we're all sitting together in a room and we're having a conversation.
2: Right. No, I think that's the way to do it. Like you said, when it's in plain simple easy to understand language it's much different than when it's all that you know jargon that legalese
3: like and that. stuff you know and you just yeah. look at it and they sign things they shouldn't sign why explain in these some of these uh, law things you know how to read it there's tricks you know right. knowing to when you see a comma to pause is a subject right. following it before and after. There's ways of explaining it. You know, I'm not going to go into it now. It would take hours with that right, too. Right. But <laughs> I mean, you and I could go for days without stopping. I That's know. Crazy. We
2: know. We definitely could. It's been. Oh my God. It's been so great having you on, and I'm so happy that I had this opportunity to bring you on and promote you well, and your you. services and I all like the, you for the having things me. that you. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, so why don't we why don't we you know tie things up and have you once again plug where people can find you and how they can contact you for your services um and then, of course, you and I will you know we'll talk off the air about future um opportunities to do another show, and then I'm going to wind things down to uh yeah to to finish up the night.
3: Oh, cool! I'm glad you're organized. It makes it simple. For
2: me. <laughs> I like <laughs> Maybe that. Maybe it's the nice like thing to... between you and I. I'm kind of the the organized person. You're kind of more of the you know free flower type space. of uh... yeah. I'm <laughs> just,
3: you know, but you know, it's very simple to to reach me. It's, exactly. You know, first of all, my site is professorpooch com, and. Uh, don't worry about it. When you click on anything, you're always within the site, even though you might it might look a little different sometimes because I have two different sections of the site, one's in WordPress, one's in, in Dreamweaver. And uh, okay. the thing is, so uh, you're never going to click on anything weird. It's all internal links is what I call it. You're not going to be thrown off into some space. And uh, the thing is that you can check me out, like you, everybody should check out anybody you're dealing with, Go to ProfessorPooch.com, read about things, you know, check out, you know, different things I do and stuff like that. And it's fun. Oh, I even have cartoons on the site. I, I like to be entertaining. and we, Let's have some fun, you know. Uh, and mm-hmm. if people want to reach me directly, it's Pooch at ProfessorPooch.com. It's that nice. simple. You know, I'm available, you know, it, and I usually get back to people within the same day. And oh, I also, great. by the way, have a sliding scale on costs so that people starting out in the business, I charge way cheaper than great. I would charge a company that's been around for a while. I think that's fair, you know, I, to I start agree. out very low so they, to help people. And then, yeah, as you do better, I do better. It's that simple. It's a team. We we work together to try to help. In a way, what I do is like I'm being a manager without You signing a contract I'm a manager and your lawyer without signing a contract it's that simple you know you just by the hour I work Mm -hmm. and I don't charge for every phone call and I don't charge for every mail and I don't charge if you spend 15 minutes you know I love it oh and I do national so I can do it by Skype uh, video Skype, I can do audio Skype, I could do okay. whatever. You know, I'd nice. love to help people. We have a ball. I'm gonna
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna reel you in, Professor Pooch, because I only have a couple minutes before the the uh the uh what's it called? The switchboard's gonna shut me out. <laughs>
3: I understand um, it.
2: Go ahead. But uh, real quick, um Larry just joined us in the chat room. He says hi and he says, Hope to catch you soon at PRC. Oh and that's he's a
3: thought of out. your recording community.
2: Yep. So he's—he was—he uh, tuned in a little late, but he's going to check out the podcast once it's available. I told him it will be available shortly. But um, but cool. thank you so much, Professor Pooch. We will be in touch off the air. And hey, um, you're very welcome. You know,
3: thank you for having
2: yeah, let's me. Con- absolutely, let's continue to pro- uh, promote the podcast. All right, and um, we'll talk soon.
3: Okay, you take care. Thank you so much.
2: Okay, thank you so much, Professor Pooch. Take care. Have a good you night. You too. Bye bye. Okay. You too. All right. Bye. All right, guys. Sorry, we had to wind things down quickly, but unfortunately, we have—I uh, only have literally like three minutes left on the show, um, and then it's going to be uh, cut me out tonight. So, anyway, again, everyone, please check out the podcast if you haven't been able to listen to tonight's whole episode. It was amazing. Uh, David J. Spangenberg, also known as Professor Pooch, provided a ton of educational and important information. And please visit his website at ProfessorPooch.com. He provides so many amazing services to musicians, artists, and other entertainers out there. So definitely check out what he has to offer. I just want to plug uh, Monday. I'm doing a special segment. I'm actually leaving work early and taking some time off to bring on one of the Howard Stern writers, Richard Crispy, is going to be coming on my show to uh, promote his band, Charred Walls of the Damned, and that is going to be a special time on Monday. We're going to do that at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. So if you can join us, it's going to be an awesome interview. The podcast, of course, will be available, but I know we have tons of Stern fans that listen to the show, so we would love to have you guys uh, in the chat room and calling in and, uh, you know, welcoming Richard to the show. So it's going to be a great interview. And we will also feature some music off of his album, and let me give you the title of it. It's coming out on October eleventh, and they are taking pre orders right now on iTunes. And the name of his album is hold on, I'm trying to go into my uh database here with all of my other stuff. Um, hold on one second, I'm sorry. Let's see. It is called Cold Winds on Timeless Days. And, again, you can pre-order it on iTunes, and he is, it's under his uh, label Metal Blade Records. That's who he is currently signed to. So please tune in again. That is Monday, September 26th at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. We will do a special segment with Richard Christie from, as everyone knows, in the Howard Stern Show and his band Charred Walls of the Damned. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in tonight. I'm going to lead off with a little bit of my song, Leave It All Behind, which is the title track off of my debut album, uh, which is uh, called Leave It All Behind. And you can find it on iTunes by searching Carrie Edelman. And we will be back next Monday. Thanks again, everyone, for your support.